I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my darlings. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. My name is Margaret Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's here. Chairman Red Dwarf. And the voice, Luke Moore, is back. I'm Ross from Friends. behind the curtain everybody Pete is currently on a ragger tip yeah. <laughs> ah, mate I'm ragged all over the place I'm actually on a scooter tip I'm going happy hardcore until 2019 guys um, you well, absolutely working you hard aren't they yep. Pete you danced so aggressively in that intro that two things happened one your headphones fell off yep Two, your hair started to resemble mine Führer. It does do that sometimes. And it three, is kind of like a Hitler in the bunker, schnell, schnell, angry, angry. Mm. And three, I had a little flashback to when I first saw that Oliver Reed clip when he was on Michael Parkinson. Yes, it was a bit mm, of that. No. It, was, it, was actually, it was actually Michael Aspel. Oh, Michael, Michael Aspel. Yeah. No, Oliver Reed danced with the issues, right? I thought it was Oliver Reed. Right, ish. <laughs> It was Pete doing <laughs> Pete doing an impression of Oliver Reed doing an impression of Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Either way, it's terrifying. And yeah. he claps at any it. permutation. Yeah. He's got a jug of vodka and orange. Yeah. yeah. Peter is, is, is very happy because international <laughs> football has finished. Dry as old bum holes! <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> uh, but it will be back. Yes. International football will be back sooner than you think. Let me tell you that. We turn our attention, of course, to the Premier League once again. And the news that John Motson is retiring at the end of the season. Huge! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's actually he's not retiring, isn't he? He's just retiring from the BBC. Which it sounds oh, like, right? It sounds like, like come and get me. Well, it sounds <gasps> like they've said that there are perhaps you know exciting opportunities for him elsewhere. Imagine if he popped up on BT Sport. Is he, is he doing a Diafra Sacro, Sacco and doing like a medical in France? Maybe. To try and get a move. Medical to over at ITV. Can uh, I plu. Commentating on Chinese TV. I heard it <laughs> with a whopping um, fee. Voiceovers for dolphin bathrooms. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the walking ones. Yeah. It's getting that edge. Yeah. It all comes to us. What an amazing servant to the world of broadcast media, though. Mm, he'll retire, mm. well, from the BBC, according to Jim, although it probably will be a, a retirement <laughs> yeah. from you all you, you would have thought, wouldn't you? Uh, in his 50th year of commentating. Yeah. That is incredible. I just want to get this in there now give him the FA Cup final yeah. surely I think I said give him the FA Cup <laughs> yeah, yeah, let him keep it yeah, yeah, let yeah. him comment it through the FA Cup so it's nice and echoey <laughs> like, like a big megaphone yeah Middlesbrough yeah. withdrawing Macaroni the Italian Nemeth the uh, Slovakian and Stockdale the right back yeah. which is one of my favourite ones oh very good yeah. um, I, I, now is not the time to be churlish about John Motson well, and his career yes. but if, I, if it was the time yeah. <laughs> I may well be tempted to say something like this for example as a thought exercise okay. just to put it out there yeah. perhaps mm-hmm. maybe he should have retired around ten years ago ten, as many as that right. just mm. out there yeah well he said that he, he didn't wanted... say when Wayne Rooney was retired from international football I think he's got very a lot different. to offer <laughs> he's got a lot, got a lot to, to offer, offer. Yeah. Jim yeah. is right it is very different I mean he said he wanted 
wanted to retire before people started saying he's passed it. So perhaps Ooh. that example of what you <laughs> said, Luke, if indeed you were to choose to action it through your mouth, <laughs> no. may not be. No, it's just an relevant. example. Yeah, yeah, just just an example. I've already distanced myself from it. Uh huh. Having been so close to it previously, <laughs> um, he did tell a tale. Uh, Motson, he was interviewed on the BBC, and when he commentated on England beating Germany five-one, that was one of his uh, favourite moments. And he said a line when Owen scored his third goal, saying, "It gets better and better and better." Yeah. And he said about a month later, he was in attendance at West Ham. He wasn't actually uh, working at the game, just in attendance. Oh, it's holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Why have you been sat next to him? God, the temptation to commentate must be over, just reckon, overwhelming. He probably would have just done it. Yeah, it just maybe, muffled into his into his sheepskin. <laughs> maybe, he's doing, maybe he's doing one of those things that um, our mate Slim does, where he um, sits next to a blind uh, supporter. Oh yeah, and and describes, describes the action. The yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he's doing delightful. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said someone tapped him on the shoulder and said that line to him in his ear. Turn around, Svenigans. Oh, there it is. Wow. Nice. The man who masterminded the five-one, of course. God, yeah. what a night out they must have had after that. <laughs> yeah. I, let's said about that. The better. Imagine Sven in your ear gone. It just goes better <laughs> and better. <laughs> That's what you said You know before. he's done that before. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely done that before. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus from has that angle too. Marcus has imagined that <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> I would. Uh, the doctor told me it was getting worse and worse and worse. Though. <laughs> um, but there we are. There we are. Good Mo- old Motty. Good for him. Good, good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck to him. More power to his elbow. Aye. An enormous amount of power to that elbow. Uh, after the international break, the first match of the Premier League weekend is a thigh rubber involving Liverpool going away to Manchester mm. City. Alex Oxlade Chamberlain is among their ranks and was seen receiving a hug from Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp had his little backpack on and a Parker jacket, I think. That's what you get with the Klopp, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, Klopp looked like. The man don't give an F. Yeah, he he, he didn't look like a football manager, let's say. <laughs> he doesn't, though, <laughs> does he? That, that's what's fan. so enjoyable about Klopp. Mm. So, mm. One, of the, one of the criticisms I've heard levelled at Klopp by some people who aren't particular fans of him or of Liverpool are that it, well, one of the criticisms is that he's it's all affected. Like, he's not yeah. actually like right, that. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that anyway, but I saw a video over, over the last day or two. Oh, with the Everton fan? Yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah. He was, he no. was, he was I posted a, it on the Ramble. Uh, there you go. So, he was okay. accosted from uh, a, a, like a petrol station by an Evertonian, a right. uh, young girl, I think, and she said, "Oh, evidently her friend was ill in hospital or something." Mm. And she said, "Oh, will you do a will you do a video to her?" And uh, Klopp did it, yeah. and he said, "Oh, I understand you're Everton fan and all that sort of stuff, and I hope you're on the road to recovery very very soon. And I look forward to seeing you in a Merseyside derby uh, later on in the season." And um, the the Evertonian fan who was there said, "Oh, yeah, and we'll win." And Klopp, I went. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave a massive grin and then just turned off. So clearly, he, he had no reason. I mean, I suppose that he, he's media savvy enough to know that could have escaped onto the internet at some point. But at, at the time, it clearly he's a, he's a nice chap. I'm not yeah. having that it's affected. No, I mean, you no. hear rumours that people like um, uh, like Barack Obama, for example, yeah. he's actually not as personable as you think. Mm. Uh, oh. But I'm not and buying you hear, like, that Donald either. Trump's a good bloke. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You, you might. do. Yeah. <laughs> the circles you hang out in. Yeah, they, they all, they've all convinced me. Four <laughs> chan speller. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think for all the for all the PR and everything that goes on, and clearly you can hire very very skilled PR professionals mm. to, to to sort of you know accentuate your 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 brand and all that mm. sort of stuff. And you've done you've done it yourself, Pete, to yeah, create exactly. success over the years. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but I think ultimately the public Pricey. the public can see through it. Yeah. essentially, I, with the Obama thing, I think that's a great example of that. Mm. I do, mm. but I think Klopp's a good guy. Put it that way, well, and he's also, by the way, he's yeah. masterminded. Um, and a brilliant record 
um, for Liverpool against big teams. I mean, mm. they're playing Man City at the weekend. They've lost um, one of their last 22 games against uh, top six or top seven teams or something. Clearly, the, the, the struggle they had last season was with against teams who were sort of mid-table-ish and struggling, who they struggled to break down. Um, so this game is essentially lined up for City. I mean, for, for Liverpool to, to, to beat City. Always. Three at the well, back. City doing Bring a pretty it in. good. City do have a good record at home against Liverpool, though. So it's going to be an interesting one. I do remember a, a big win for Liverpool. I think that was a couple of couple of years ago now. But yeah, I think subsequently they've not beaten. Uh, well, well, Liverpool taken four points off City last season and six points season before. Yeah. So overall, Liverpool have got a good. I would suggest on that basis and based on the fact that Klopp has got a good record against good teams, they've got a decent chance. Yeah, and Alex Oxley Chamberlain will possibly even play. Mighty. I mean, there's, there, there's big talk that he will be... Well, he'll be definitely in the squad. It, the, the, big, the big decision that, um, that, that Klopp's got to make is what he does with Philip Coutinho, who's back. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm also intrigued to see where Oxlade-Chamberlain is going to play, because apparently a, a big part of why he wanted to move was that he, he wanted to play down the middle. And you would think if Coutinho's fit, you, you know, and, and you know, his head's right, that you'd, you'd play Coutinho there ahead of him. I, but actually, this could be an opportunity for Oxlade-Chamberlain to, to stake a claim if Coutinho still isn't quite right in his head. I, I mean, if I was Klopp, though, I'd want Coutinho on the field as soon as possible, because then it just gets rid yeah, of all to, the headlines, make it gets his head rid right. of all the crap, you know. Yeah. And it's a big game, and Coutinho's a talented player, and to be honest, you know, I think he'll want to play some football. I don't think he'll want to languish in the reserves I don't think he'll want to train by himself I think he'll um, he'll want to play no I, I do agree with so that the, so because Klein's injured it's a chance he could, he could have to play fullback <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> but, but I, I, my, 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 my take on it would be that Coutinho will start on the bench at the weekend mm. I don't think I mean, Liverpool looks so I mean, even that game they opened the season with they drew against Watford um, but they made mistakes and all that stuff. Watford are a better team than people think, for mm. one. And two, Liverpool looked really good since then. They, they, they've qualified for the Champions League group stage and they've had two decent wins in the Premier League, not least of which against Arsenal, where they absolutely battered them. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain will be looking at the three positions in midfield. Now, Henderson's, you'd imagine, is safe. And then there's Chan and Wijnaldum at the moment. I think he would want to push Wijnaldum for his place. Yeah. I think Wijnaldum's been good, don't get me wrong. I think that's a very healthy bit of competition there. Although Chan at the moment is only 10 months left on his contract and he wants a release course put into his new deal. And people are saying that he's seen what's happened with Coutinho and the reason why Barcelona didn't get Coutinho in the end is because Liverpool just kept rejecting their offers. Mm. Yeah. Whereas if you've got that release calls in, yeah. Barcelona or Real Madrid or whoever come in for you, Chan might think, well, you know, I, I the, wouldn't mind the option if, if if a big club like that came in. The thing Another that, big club. The thing <laughs> is, the release clause um, gets put in about, yeah, well, say two years ago, and they put a ridiculous fee, like 80 million. That's kind of doable for most well, clubs. This is it, isn't it? So, That's what Chan's so thinking. Even, even players with release clauses in their contract are going, is that high enough? I don't know. Well, this, this is the mad thing with the Neymar um, situation, isn't mm. it? That, that was the first like deliberately ridiculously sized mm. release clause that, w- that someone actually met so yeah. it has triggered everything mm. I mean do you put a release clause in it like 300 million for everyone now because well, that's, that's the point, point of a lot of them right? some people are saying that actually is it a good idea to put in a release clause now because you can just keep rejecting offers like Liverpool did with with Coutinho but well, in, in Spain for example they have to have release clauses as part of employment law there so that, that's, why they help, that's why you always find them mm. in Spanish clubs but on the Emre Chan thing as you rightly say is that a contract in the summer it's tempting to think of Emre Chan as being a bit of a bit part player because he plays in a number of different positions. He's actually featured an awful lot for Liverpool. He is a, he's a top yeah. player. He's, I, think he's, I think he's featured well over 100 times for Liverpool since he's been there. And he's already scored a couple of goals this season. He's crucial for them mm. in certain ways. And the way Klopp plays as well, he can perform a, a, a few different roles and so on and so forth and has got, has got real class. With regards to Coutinho, um, Liverpool fans may be concerned that perhaps in the future he, he could go to 
Barcelona, perhaps, or somebody like that. Um, Ronaldinho has waded in saying he believes Coutinho will get his move to Barcelona, but has told Liverpool fans not to worry because Coutinho will give his all for the club. If you wanted reassurance... That was actually a mistranslation. It was in the club. In the club. (laughs) In in the club. In fact, I'm here with him now. (laughs) We are in the club. If you're wanting reassurance about someone's reliability, Mm. is Ronaldinho the man (laughs) that you would want people to... They can smell their own, mate. <laughs> Ronaldinho, who said not that long ago, I would be open to still be playing as long as the club agreed that I wouldn't have to trade. <laughs> what sort of club is gonna? What sort of club do you think you're gonna be at? The, do- the dog and duck, you know. Even when I played, I played for a pub team called the Coach and Horses once. If you didn't train, you weren't allowed to play on a Sunday. So I'm not sure what Ronaldinho thinks the sort of standard of the club he's gonna play for. I think maybe Ronaldinho is one of those people who, where he's so talented at the things that he enjoys doing that his life is just like it's almost like one long lucid dream where he genuinely thinks you can and just do stuff like that and just do whatever you like. To be fair, I will admit that Ronaldinho is a better player than most players I've played with. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe you, could, you could argue. Well, Marcus Spurs, yeah, there, mate. Thanks. Um, Liverpool um, <laughs> are 11 to 4 with Bet365 to win at the Etihad. So £10 on that outcome will return £37.50, including stake. Mm. I just want to say Salah running at that um, back three. Oh, hey, I, I do would, like that I player. I'll tell you what, Bravo, Stones. Yeah. Bit of pressure. <laughs> I mean, we know that Liverpool like to pressure. Right same up the other end. There could be goals in this game. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to look forward to it. Nobody can stop that. I don't, I, if I was if I was Klopp, I understand Pete's point 100 about this sort of circus around Coutinho, but I wouldn't be changing that team. I'd be I'd be playing the same team mm. as, as much and as I'm bringing him on as a as an impact sub. Would you bring yeah. on Ben Woodburn as an impact sub? Eh? Yeah, yeah well, Klopp, well, Klopp said that it was international football was way too early for him, and then Coleman just said, well, "Yeah, fine, but mm-hmm. we need to tie this man down now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Coleman, he he doesn't listen to advice from others for crying out loud, no. and that's where it's got him mm. at the very top of the international game. Uh, Arsene Wenger has said that Arsenal will spend sixty to seventy million pounds in replacing Alexis Sanchez. At the late for that, season. isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. if the pound holds its value, of course. And, he, by, and by saying that, it's just bummed up the price to a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> well problem, done. The problem isn't the money for Arsenal. It's, it's, surely it's convincing players to actually want to well, sign. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the problem, doesn't it? Because they agreed a fee for Thomas Lamar apparently, and he elected to stay at Monaco. It's so, so weird that like yeah. players don't want to go to Arsenal. I know, <laughs> is it though? It's if you, if you look at well, it's a London out. club on top of the fact it's yeah. Arsenal. I mean, who knows what, what it's the, Arsenal. the truth of that is? But that's certainly certainly odd. It's weird because at the start of the summer, if you said to a lot of Arsenal fans myself included you'll keep Sanchez and Ozil and you'll bring in Lacazette and and you know the tank that is say, she had Kolasinac you'd think oh it's a bit annoying that we didn't bring in a midfielder but that, that isn't That's that bad <laughs> but the way it's panned out has, has made it so so difficult with the Sanchez situation again yeah. it's similar to you know as we were just saying about Coutinho I think Wenger just has to play him as soon as possible and just, just sort of get his head right as much as he's possible because you need the you, you need him to be firing on all cylinders and be a player that you know even if he's just trying to get a move elsewhere he's actually doing the business because at the moment the narrative is just it's crisis after three games yeah mm. I, I would uh, 20 million I, in January yeah, I, no, <laughs> well, that's, that's the story yeah. isn't it doing the rounds I'd have sold, I, if I was Wenger I'd have sold him I would have sold him Absolutely. if I could definitely. well they tried didn't they that's the thing they no just no no they didn't to... they were waiting for, to get a no, replacement what, 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 I wouldn't you, have you sold him anyway absolutely I would have too you could have got 65 million for him yeah I would have Tom's too Tom's a good he's I not going to t- I, I, we'll, we'll see and especially when you read the comments of former Chile under 20 boss saying fan- Sanchez he's fatter than normal yeah yeah I read about this there some, some, some <laughs> mad did you guys see that no fat he's in the team did you see the mad uh, Facebook thing that was I did up? see this yeah this is a great example of the, the nonsense footballers have to put up with isn't it well, so a Facebook page has been started in Chile. Right? Oh yeah, that um, is crazy. Isn't for it? for Alexis Sanchez to dump his girlfriend 
Um, <laughs> and it's been it's been joined by nine thousand people, because, including his girlfriend. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because they're saying that his, his girlfriend for some reason has made him fat and lazy. Isn't it a march though? It's, it's actually no, March well, they're holding I, somewhere. I don't know if that's happening, but I've, mm. the, the article I read was that it's like a Facebook-type group. It might be because of it they're going to do a March yeah. together or something. Imagine that. I know. It's, I, it's almost as if the, the, the whole of the internet is incredibly misogynistic. Yeah. Damn but, them. But he, um, the, the uh, under-20 coach you're talking about also said, um, I saw him, he was gone, I saw him out of physical shape totally. Um, so it was a bit more sort mm. of, I suppose a little bit more sort of considered than just he looks fatter than normal. <laughs> yeah, no, you're I think right. that might be a translation type thing. Fair enough. I did feel a bit sorry for Sanchez though. We talked last week in the international stuff that going on Tim Vickery's article of, of, of South American players having to travel great distances and Sanchez mm-hmm. has been a great player for that Chile national yeah. side. And he, I... I've not really, um, yeah, I've not had a feel, but I don't know if he is a little bit more tubbier than normal at the moment. Um, and uh, <laughs> he's quite a barrel-chested kind of chap, though, isn't he? He's like yeah. quite thin at the in the stomach, but he's, he's stocky. stocky at the yeah. top. He's always struck me as a specimen, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially when comparing himself to myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but obviously, he went over to Chile, and he's been heavily criticised. And he had an Instagram post where he was saying, "You know." I'm bit tired of a lot of the criticism and so on and so forth. If you he, play, he didn't do a Maradona and lift his shirt off, like, as about as sucky in as a stomach ever gets. <laughs> <gasps> oh, look at me now! Quickly! We've all done that, Peter. Yeah, what have we done that, mate? I'm, I'm doing, doing it, it now. I was going to say, it's only an audio feature. But the, the player I saw them linked with, Arsenal, when, mm. when Wenger said this stuff about the money, the player I saw that was linked, they were linked with was Thomas Muller, yeah, who's, who's, out, who's out of, apparently out, a little bit out of favour with, with uh, Bayern Munich, even though he's played, still played quite a lot. Um, and, and, and again, and I, I did say a week or two ago to you, Jim, about oh, I'm sure this thing with Arsenal is make it being made out to be a lot worse than it actually is. I'm sure yeah. I've no doubt about that. But having said that, you can't imagine Thomas Muller signing for Arsenal. No, but I don't think I, I don't think that you know it's just a spurious transfer rumor, isn't it? That's always going to happen. I don't think that's necessarily indicative of anything that's happening at the club in terms of what their plans are. Partially because I don't think they even know what their plans are. That's half the problem. Yeah. Um, the thing with transfer windows is we, all, we always get very excited. We always want these sort of big moves and we want these moves to happen. And, the, and oh, it's exciting. Look what toys you've got to play with in the Premier League. This transfer window has been nothing but toilet. Just upsetting, just backbiting crap from yeah. start to finish. And I'm glad it's finished. Peter, I've got good news for you. What? Ben Arf is a free agent. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) He's been seen on the tune with Niall Ranger (laughs) and they're asking after you. Um, No, the, the, the next summer transfer window in the Premier League will be considerably shorter. It's going good. To, it's going to close yeah. on the 9th of August. Good. Yeah, so it's going to be a good few weeks shorter, so all that crap that you talked about... I hated it, it's rubbish. Um, not just because Newcastle bought nobody. Can I, can I just <laughs> say, it it's, it's ending on the 9th of August, yep. it doesn't apply to Football League clubs. No. 14 Premier League clubs voted to change it to the 9th of August before the season starts next season. Mm-hmm. Um, European leagues will still be able to buy until 31st of August. <laughs> So, so it doesn't really matter. That Brexit! Will, Brexit! <laughs> that, will, that will go well. Yeah. Do you well, think they're uh, banking on the fact that the Premier League has so much financial clout that they'll be able to sort well, of resist? Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho said, look, as soon as the transfer window closes in England, those European clubs are going to know that we're not going to be able to buy any replacements, yeah. so it won't be a big problem. Yeah, we us. got the money. We just won't sell. But... Coutinho, It'll drive would, up the prices, though, won't it? Well, this Coutinho-Liverpool thing, though, I would argue is a little bit of an anomaly because, generally speaking, when players want to go, they get to go. I mean, yeah. you, if, 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 you are, if you are a club who's got a player who doesn't want to be there, and let's say he's even more virulently against staying than, say, mm. Sanchez was at Arsenal or Coutinho was at Liverpool, they can make it very, very difficult mm. for a manager. Perhaps move back to Brazil. Yeah, well, quite exactly. Well, exactly. So just in a residential. Club, it'll be basically. it'll be very, very, very fascinating to see how that pans out next season. I would. I, I think. I think the article I read also suggested that perhaps 
it needed the Premier League, which is in terms of commercial, is is the biggest mm. league out there, to mm. actually set their stall out and, and take the take mm. the plunge, and then they, they they expect everyone to follow suit. Right. The other leagues start well start later though. That's the thing. But Mourinho was very pleased with himself. He said, well, we got our business done way before the transfer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you want, well, he was also saying that they probably saved a bit of money, didn't they, pre-Neymar? Which is probably true. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, um, anyway, little fat, the, the little fat fellow, Alexis Sanchez, is, um, <laughs> is 8 to 11 with better 365 mm. to score at any time against Bournemouth this weekend. And £10 will return £17.27 should he hit the back of the mm. net. Um, just before we move on, you said 14 voted in favour yeah. of the change in the Premier League clubs because yeah. the chairman, they all met up. Five voted against. Yeah. One abstained. Yeah. Yeah, they, think it, they think it's the Burnley chairman. Yeah. Okay, right. That's what I read. Mark, Mike Garlic. Okay. Is that his name? Obviously doesn't know his onions, does he? <laughs> um, no, you, not related you think he to Correspondence with PED. Let's have a correspondence with PED. Sorry, I'm so blown away. Just By do it, mate. Garlic, just, just do it, garlic yeah. Garlic onion nonsense. Um, hello to Matt. Uh, I've just uh, seen... Uh, I've just been watching the uh, Malta game. Or, or rather, the build-up uh, to the Malta game. Ian Wright uh, analyzed... Sorry. <laughs> Let me start again there. <laughs> Ian Wright analysing the Malta game before the game against Slovakia. Uh, basically, he paused the play on his big iPad, <clears throat> then levelled the criticism. Look, they're all standing still. <laughs> Which I quite like. Um... <laughs> Rob, Rob in New York. I live and work in New York, and while getting my morning coffee last summer, I bumped into David Seaman, and he was well up for a selfie. Last week, where he exclusively revealed that uh, he doesn't do him, he doesn't do him. Mm-hmm. I don't do that sort of thing. Yeah. He what, says, "What's the timeline, Pete? He might have changed his policy." Good I, point. Well, he, he basically think... says, "He basically said, well, it's last summer, isn't it?" So, but he might be like when iTunes update their terms of service. Maybe he's not happy with the uh, higher definition of uh, yeah, <laughs> camera. Yeah, he's getting yeah. older. Well, I think it yeah. might depend on the mood he's in. I think he probably had his face on, and he said, "That's fine." Whereas <laughs> he on said, the football well, pitch. Bit sweaty. He basically said, uh, "I've been here a week and no one's spoken to me." So oh, maybe that, he had something to do with that. He wants yeah. ent- attention. Yeah. Maybe, he, maybe he had his ponytail um, glued on, like the thing of Chris Davis probably used to apparently have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got one from uh, well, anonymous <coughs> email. I couldn't anonymous. find this guy. I, couldn't, I, I, I could not find the name of this down? one. Buenos noches, muchachos. Yeah, I'm currently sitting in a bar in Salta, so Salta, uh, Argentina, while yeah, uh, travelling yeah. Salta, travelling uh, South America. The World Cup qualifiers are currently on, as you will know. Mm-hmm. However, what you may not know is that when watching Uruguay's two-one win over Paraguay, I know it. What a match! I know it is <laughs> that both head coaches are supporting injuries and both have crutches. Oh, that's weird. Right. Is this the first time both head coaches have been injured at the same time? Is it's, the question. Well, right. I'd, I'd like to know my that. Goodness, yeah. My goodness. I've been to Salt, a lovely part of the world. <clears throat> what injuries were they? Do you know? Can we find out which injuries they were? Well, we'll give them a Google a little bit later on. Um, can, I'll tell you why. Because I can remember Graham Souness when I think it was managing Liverpool had gout and had to, have, had to <laughs> cut a hole in the front of his trainer. Ooh. Oh, and right. He, okay. And he would always be seen with a bit of a white sock sticking out of his trainer. Um, and at some point, I think that went on for a long time, so at some point, surely he must have faced off against another manager with some sort of ailment. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has there been a more medieval injury to a, <laughs> yeah, to a footballer or, you know, manager or footballer? My dad had it for a little while, but he just lived so damn well. Yeah, That's he's like why. Henry VIII. He dad, is like Henry VIII, yeah. <laughs> Killed a lot of women. How oh, the <laughs> Peter Blow says... Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing the Liverpool bench. Uh, now it's being built around the Ox. Yeah, okay. I like that. That's a Peter Blow back again. Peter yeah. Blow, yeah. Coming yeah. back. 
Um, is he a friend of the Ramble? I think he might be. I think he might be. Well, that sort of name he should be. Uh, mm. Michal Maguire, the return. He's a friend of the Ramble, definitely. He's okay. always getting involved. <laughs> All right. Well, you remember names. I don't remember names. Yeah. Michal Maguire says, uh, I'm really looking forward to the return of proper football. <laughs> Only joking. I support Celtic, so I'll be watching the Scottish Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wow. Goalkeeping errors. Oh, Mark McGee, Brendan's boy, Kings of the Apartic mascot, Leigh Griffith eating a Tunex tea cake on the bench, safe standing, four reds in a game, Stramashes. This is football! Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Rogers has got his autobiography out, hasn't he? Oh, he has, yes. The Road to Paradise. Oh, <laughs> When's that coming out? Is I it ready know. for Ramble Live? We'll have, have to, some, uh, we'll have some to get copies a copy. to give away. Yeah. Some... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oliver Memories Bailey. Is that his name? That's a wonderful middle name, if indeed. He's made up. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've heard. Uh, uh, on the Bush Telegraph. What does that mean? I'm heard on the it's Bush. It's like a saying that I've heard on the on the on the, on the great grapevine. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I've heard on the Bush Telegraph uh, that there are at least two planes with banners this weekend. Didn't think to ask where though. Oh, oh, that's a. G- Should we have a guess? Crystal Ooh. Palace. I'm going to go. DeBoer. No, I don't think they will. Rafa. I, 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 it's going to be Rafa, isn't it? Rafa. I think Mike Newcastle. Out. Yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, no, no, not DeBoer. No, Newcastle and West Ham. I think. Do you reckon? No, what would be the West Ham one, though? I know, I don't think West Ham. Think about the Dildo Brothers. They <laughs> <laughs> look flown over mass- from Lisbon. <laughs> just, yeah. just two massive dildos getting caught in the turbine. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Like, like a, uh, a piece of cardboard and like a spoke. <laughs> I reckon New- Newcastle and Arsenal. Yeah. Newcastle yeah. and Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, come on. Wenger out, Mike Ashley out. Yeah, annoy- yeah, that, annoyingly, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, he's also looking forward to uh, Sanchez's face looking like a slapped ass and Coutinho weeping for 90 minutes on the sideline. Uh, James Tortoise. Uh, hello, James Tortoise. Good. Or Tottis, maybe, possibly. Uh, Rashford commenting that Lampard's uh, ghost goal against Germany in 2010 was his first memory watching England made me realise that even at 31, I'm already a very old man. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? I was 29 when that happened. Yeah. I thought you said Marcus Rashford. That's when he thought, I'm going to have to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> and my as he started with that lovely goal against Slovakia, which you two didn't appreciate. Well, we don't have goal line technology in the international game, do we? Don't need it when you don't hit the back of the like that. <laughs> don't need it. Don't need it. <laughs> so there you go. If you want to get involved with the show, as always, please get in touch. Show at thefootballramble.com. And we live for your correspondence. And some of those looking ahead to the weekend to come from the Facebook page, which yeah. is forward slash football ramble. Indeed. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about. Leicester City and the Dildo Brothers after this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was like the part in the Red Sea. People just went, whoop. Whoop.
Luke Moore, you've got something to say. I have, haven't I? Yeah, well reminded. Uh, this week on On the Continent, we talked Spain's shellacking of Italy, the Germany steamroller getting up to full speed, and 17-year-old wonder kid Jaden Sancho moving from Manchester City to Dortmund. Subscribe now by searching On the Continent wherever you get your pods, and there's a new episode every Wednesday. Back to you, Marcus. Absolutely. I had my usual good repertoire of gags as well, Luke. Now. You did, actually, yeah. I couldn't forget that. <laughs> West. But, but, oh, I just noticed before the break, Pete said the goal line technology wasn't international football. Are you, are you sure? I thought it was. I thought it was only uh, Premier League and it a was. couple of other. No, it's assorted. on inter- It is on international. Is it international? Remember, um, who was the commentator at a breakdown? Jonathan <laughs> Pierce. Oh, yeah, it was Jonathan Pierce. A million yeah. of them. Sorry, I should have been more specific. What we can say for sure is that there wasn't any goal line technology in 2010, and that was one of the things that spurred it on. Mm. Yeah. But is that in every stadium, or is it just selected stadiums? We would have won the World Cup, Pete. Can't be all of them, can it? Well, we. Didn't, we did win the World Cup thanks to non-technology. <laughs> <That is> true, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We're even. We're even. There we are, you see. It all works itself out mm. in the end. Might not over West Ham, though. They're having a crap season so far. <laughs> yeah. They really are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they uh, have what one might describe as a must-win game at home to Huddersfield on can, Monday evening. Can I just make the in- I, what I think is the entirely fair point before mm-hmm. we go on to town on them and their farcical <laughs> owners, uh, which I think will be appropriate. <laughs> We've already done it, really. Yeah, we? I, I just want I just want to say that don't forget that it's very early in the season for one and two they've had four away games yeah because they because the athletics was at the Olympic Stadium yeah. and do be, you remember how about, bad they were at the home last season say, one, of, well, one, one of their away <laughs> games was at Newcastle yeah, that's true they got beat 3-0 <laughs> 3-0 <laughs> they, they weren't as bad at home last season after a while as everyone said I, yeah, I still okay, think they yeah. won a fair few they won a few mm. games they started well, they had teething problems didn't yeah. they and they picked mm. it up yeah, they, they, they need to when they get teams back at that fortress the London they, Stadium they, they, I wouldn't go that far <laughs> they, they basically dropped off in all departments last season based on the season before which was a pretty good season for them but they have had four away games straight away to start with so, and they're playing against a promoted team on Monday night of course who have started well who mm-hmm. bully teams to be fair I true. don't think true. they've got enough to but, see uh, them off I, to I be know, honest I don't know if I, and I think that's, that's possibly a fair comment I, 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 didn't have, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys before but um, someone said to me a while back that in uh, coaching circles in the top flight, Slavin Bitch is like a bit of a laughing stock. Yeah, you remember me saying that. Did I mention that? Yeah. yeah, okay, right, yeah. So it will be it will be a challenge for them because you're right, they will get hassled and harried all game. And will they be able to cope with that when they're in such a bad way? Mm. Uh, who knows? But they have got, um, I think, Andre Ayew and Andy Caramoy back. I know Lanzini's not, he's definitely out, but they've got two important players. This is, doesn't game. matter though, does it? They need a striker. They always need a striker. How many strikers? <laughs> yeah. However many strikers are available. They've got Hernandez, mate. Yeah, true. Is Carol this, and Hernandez. Oh, that's, oh, what, that, that would that's be what we've been gagging for all this season, guys. Even if we only get it two or three times a season, it'll be worth it. <laughs> that is good. Marcus, it's a good job they managed to get William Carvalho in the transfer window. Because that's been a real boost to them. Yeah, that, he would have been an excellent addition, of course. Uh, they well, they did got it. him. They did sign him. Oh, they did sign yeah, him. Yeah, because the, yeah. the email was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't cover themselves in glory with that whole email inquiry to, to Mr. Carvalho, did they? They went through the malware filter. David Sullivan, speaking of malware filters, he's adamant that. A 30 million bid for that player was rejected. Uh, the sport. Go on. Have any of you read the email that was leaked? <laughs> it's, no. It's, well, oh, what, did, so we actually read the email itself. Well, was, I, I don't know who leaked it. Yeah, it, it was, was it leaked was, though. The, in, the addresses were redacted, but the email was um, was essentially leaked, and it's apparently authentic of West Ham trying to buy William Carvalho from Sporting. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it looked and like, e- wasn't it on deadline day though. It looks like it was written by a five year old. Yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing. It's, it's an absolute. Have circus. you seen DG's tweet, DG? Yeah, might, yeah. I, I don't know if DG. There's no nothing to suggest DG wrote it. <laughs> right, yeah. He might have done. He's, he's 80 years old, DG. Yeah. So he's not going to be he? great on email. Please end every sentence with DG. 
DG. That's why I don't think it was him because it was no DG mentioned. It's it it amazing. It's, it's like I would like to buy a William Carvalho for thirty million pounds, please. Yeah. <laughs> if, like, if there was a crayon font, it should have been written. <laughs> in the era, it was like it was like eight. It was like the first email was like for eight million pounds now, eight million pounds next year, and eight million pounds the year after that uh, with add-ons to be discussed. And then there was no replies. And they sent another email saying uh, we will we will provide add-ons like if if we win the if we get into the Champions League. And it, was, it was like really weird <laughs> stuff. It's like yeah. you play a football manager. This something. is what happens if you don't send a fax. The email address did come from dg at dg.com. So <laughs> it, it might, it might well <laughs> well, I think it was Sullivan who was uh, inquiring, not DG. Okay. Because his name was po- he was popping up all over the uh, the reports. And the, but the sporting okay. director claimed that, that DS never had any intention of signing Carvalho, which is strange because that email was leaked, and if it, that is true, yeah. well, I don't know what their intentions were. So he went on Sporting's TV channel to flag <laughs> off West Ham's fantastic results this season, he said sarcastically, of yeah. course, and called Sullivan and Gold the Dildo Brothers, <laughs> which is, which is quite wonderful, yeah. Uh, and I, not, not a video game Nintendo on a release. Yeah, the well, Super Dildo <laughs> Brothers. The, the, the best comment. The, be- the best be comment on the Wii, though, wouldn't it? Hey. Hey. The, be- the best comment from the sporting guy yeah. was uh, was he wanted to sign the player. This is still what David Sullivan. Mm. He wanted to sign the player the coach wanted so much, but just like I would want to give a Christmas gift to my enemy, I wouldn't want to give him anything. Why, why are they wow. so angry with DJ? It's a big rivalry, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not idea. see this one coming. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I think it's. Oh, dear well, me. listen, West Ham. Uh, the, those hammers are now four to one for the drop after their start to the season. Ten pounds with bet three six five will return fifty pounds come May should they slide through that trap door. DG. Um, <laughs> it's not the only high profile. We've been relegated, DG. <laughs> <laughs> that would tweet <laughs> at the end of the season next to their name it will say R DG yeah. Yeah. Oh. departing ground DG <laughs> it's not the only high profile insult we've seen this week in European football Javier Tebas the president of La Liga was accusing uh, PSG and Manchester City of various financial things and, and, and one thing and another and he said of Neymar and PSG what they have done is that sorry what we have done is caught them peeing in the bed or in the <laughs> swimming pool with the transfer of Neymar they were pissing off a podium into the pool yeah, I don't, I don't know what this means. Yeah, Somebody it's, likes to talk about piss. It's strange. He was, this, he was saying this while at the Soccer X Global Conference in Manchester. And, and he, when he was talking, it was quite funny. He was going, yeah, they're, they're pissing in the bed, Neymar and all that. They're pissing off the podium. Oh, yeah, signing Mbappe again from the podium. He went like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with the podium. He loves it. And then he got up and pissed on the audience. I can't confirm. Marcus. 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 Oh, Marcus. Just because he's done it doesn't mean you I have said to. I can't confirm it. It sounds worse coming from you. <laughs> Does yeah. it, though? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Because you're our, you're our podcast father. Yeah. I hope Keeping not. Keeping us all in line. My Dirty goodness. granddad, DG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Tebas, the, the La Liga chap, wrote letters to UEFA <laughs> demanding Abu Dhabi, um, who, of course, back to Manchester and, and Qatar, who funded PSG, th- that whole thing needs to be investigated mm. for, because of state aid and so on and so forth. Uva- UEFA are investigating whether PSG breached financial fair play this well, summer. I saw something. I saw something interesting that Sid Lowe said, Spanish football correspondent Sid mm. Lowe said, uh, it might have even been today. He said that he, as a part of him that thinks that if Barcelona didn't remove Qatar Foundation off their shirts, oh, I th- I, I, do you know then, what? Then, mm. then PSG wouldn't have gone after Neymar. Yeah, so, we, made, we so mentioned that. I, I mentioned that, that a little while ago. You did. Oh, did you? Okay. So, so, and I backed you. So, so Horncastle <laughs> Horn, Horn said to us before a week or two oh, ago. Oh, your friend Horncastle, yeah, pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> I've been here for ten years. He's a much better. He's a much better bloke than you. He's got better hair than me. Yeah, yours isn't that bad though. Now, oh, cheers, yeah, mate. That's right. <laughs> he said that um, that PSG are a very petty club, and mm-hmm. they've known as being very, very petty. Right. So, so I guess it comes with the well, the P stuff. stands for petty. Is that right? Pet- yeah. Petty stands for man. Yeah. Yeah. DG. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. Stop this DG. 
<laughs> he should go and work for PSG. I'm now working at PSG, DG. 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 <laughs> I've got, just got up the Eiffel Tower, DG. <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain. De Germain. <laughs> Can I see some ID, DG? <laughs> and so on and so forth, Jim. There's yep, lots of yeah, combinations. Endless. Um, speaking of sporting, though, they very nearly sold uh, Adrian Silva to Leicester City for 22 million, but of course the deal was 14 seconds late. Yeah. How's that how they work, that? I don't, I, how do you close off a deal 14 seconds I, late? Yeah, you would say, oh, you, it was a minute late. And, <laughs> and, and have Leicester gone, oh, go on, tell us exactly. Give us the breakdown of that <laughs> yeah. minute. Go, going back seconds. to the facts thing, Simon Jordan, ex-Crystal Palace chairman, said mm. on the Evening Standard a week or two ago... Great hair. I think, it, again, great, great I actually hair. saw. I actually saw Simon Jordan, uh, I bumped into him about three or four weeks ago and he was every bit as you'd imagine to be. Right. I've seen him in the Massive flesh. white teeth mm. smile. Just mm. sort of glowing. Dyed hair, really yeah. cheesy grin. Mm. Um, he, seemed, he seemed nice enough but anyway, I, I don't know the guy but he, he was saying in the even standard that um, I think it might have been the Andy Johnson transfer right. when they signed him back. They signed him back on deadline day at Palace? Anyway, they signed a player on deadline day back at Palace a, few, a number of years ago. Going back to your thing about the facts thing, Jim. Uh, and, they said, and he said, I knew we were past the deadline but I just changed the time on the facts. So, and no one checked. Really? Wow. Oh, that's, that's what you've got to do. Isn't he admitting fraud there? DG. <laughs> <laughs> He's not involved anymore. He doesn't care. No. Uh, Listen, uh, what is the statute of limitations I'm, for Andy Johnson transfers? I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm only putting out there what is publicly available. I'm sure you can find it online. He wrote that in the Evening Standard, so oh, you right can then. read it. Yeah. So any advice for any um, chairman? Just, just yeah. lie. Yeah. So Adrian Silva's in this weird limbo now, isn't he? Mm. Where it's, it's, it's a bit confusing as to whether he's going to play for Leicester or not. They're still trying to get it through. Again, though, it's a really mm. depressing uh, transfer window. I've not enjoyed yeah, this one no, bit. you're right. It's been horrible. At least Danny I, I completely Drinkwater. agree, Peter. At least Danny Drinkwater's move happened. Yes, that, that, happened. that did that happen. Move, yeah. And he could play against Leicester straight away. <laughs> yeah. Teaming up with Kante, though. Sorry, before you go on to that, Bruce, I thought that Ad- the Adrian Silva situation was that he has actually signed, but now because they've literally signed him, he can't play well, through this, this is it, yeah. It's, it's, he, this, he, he can't it's play. a limbo. Well, weird. Drinkwater, Drinkwater's an interesting player because well, actually, you brought, you brought well, him... Oh, go on. Now you mentioned that, he should, he should think, well, what should I do? Well, go, go I'm over to Brazil. Go Diego on loan. Costa, <laughs> like, yeah. Go on loan. <laughs> yeah, plenty to talk about. That's where it is. Go on loan somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is he allowed to train? Are you allowed to train with yeah, you? Yeah, you can yeah, train. Okay, train. Right. Yeah. Um, Drinkwater, you guys mentioned on Monday on the show I was absent for about... Well, you didn't actually mention him. You were talking about how England perhaps need a metronomic midfield player that can look after the ball. You guys didn't mention Drinkwater. I mean, he's perfect for that. He's so underrated in England, it's unbelievable. Well, we have mentioned it before on the show, haven't we? But I, I was more dreaming of, uh, of, of a, a genuine transfer from well, to Man- Mascherano or somebody like that. Yeah, you know? I know what you mean. Because Drinkwater played for England against Netherlands and he was good. And he didn't get, he didn't get taken. I'm to, surprised he's not been given more of a chance. Mm. He didn't get taken to, to, the, um, to the Euros. Mm. And we all know that. And, and fine, last season, Drinkwater wasn't brilliant. No one at Leicester was brilliant last season. He wasn't, I mean, they still had a good run in the Champions League. Admittedly, I, I haven't watched him as carefully as I, as I might have done. Mm. But he should have been given a bit more of a chance do, thus do, far Do you not England. think this, this move will be great for him in that particular capacity? And, you know, people will level the accusation that when you move to a bigger club, let's say, you get more of a, a fair crack of the whip, etc., etc. Uh, et mm. But... If he plays a lot, I mean, I, I can see him well, he doing needs really to, well. He needs to play. Mm. I think it's a double-edged sword. One, that point is absolutely correct about him being at a big club means he'll get much more of a chance. But um, he's got a lot of competition now. Mm. Bakayoko's mm. been signed. Sesk Fabregas was good against Everton. Mm-hmm. He's played in the middle with... And Kante looks like he's always going to play. Yeah. David Luiz can play in there. Um, but Chelsea did do that, um, did sort of play in that type of um, style against Spurs where they really packed the midfield and then Drinkwater can, mm. can, 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 um, can, can function in there. And you're never going to get 
Um, you're never going to get bombed out of a team or or um, or not rated or not respected by your fellow pros and your and your managers broadly if you're just a player that looks after the ball mm. because play, mm. other players on the pitch with you understand how important that is. It just so happens in this country we underrate that type of midfield player because we like traditionally. I don't mean we in this room, but football fans generally in this country like a Steven Gerrard or a Frank Lampard. There's nothing wrong with. It's no coincidence to me that people like Michael Carrick and I imagine Danny Drinkwater as well have really long careers because they, because they're always va- valuable mm. because they always look after the ball and someone we, like Danny Murphy even latterly he mm. was that type of player he turned into one at Fulham yeah, he did. before that he was a bit more of an attacking midfielder but he still player. went on quite long though. he was a bit more of a number ten before that wasn't he but yeah, he, moved, he moved he did move back a bit and a winger as well at some yeah, place, which yeah. was a bit but dark. I just think it's a really underrated skill and I think Drinkwater if he can force his way in as Pete says he's probably got a much better chance and, of but it's nice for him that he's he's next to Kante for Chelsea so it's quite familiar yeah, straight away absolutely. and, and, and that's assuming he will play though yeah true enough but if he if he's next to Kante if you if you want you know, next to it, an, an, an energetic midfielder like Kante, who also does like to get forward a little bit and so on, and, and is quite happy to sit deep and defend. Then would England do worse than putting him in next to Jordan Henderson in there? I know Kante's a better player than well, Jordan Henderson, but Jordan still a very good player. This is the thing: England aren't pulling up any trees anyway. I mean, you, you look at England will qualify for the World Cup next year, no problem. We all know that. I think we can all agree on that. But when we saw them play against France fairly recently, they were outclassed. Yeah, and, and, so, and, and it so, will happen with the with the pre-tournament matches as well. So there's nothing wrong with perhaps being a little bit more thoughtful about it and having a player like Drinkwater in there, who you're going to guarantee is going to complete however many passes a game. And I think against Netherlands, he completed the most passes of any player on the pitch. Still didn't get a look in at the Euros. Mm. And, so, and in the training camp, when you play those two or three friendlies just before you uh, start the World Cup, Play against Luxembourg. Exactly. Get yeah. the confidence <laughs> up. Can't beat France. Get yourself a nil-nil clean sheet. Yeah. Mm. Get yourself a one-nil win a against the Hong booster. Kong eleven. <laughs> yeah. You remember pre-Euro '96. Exactly. Right? How many? I mean, this is a slightly different. Sort of getting a bit tangential now, so I, I suppose. But how many caps do you think Michael Carrick would have had if he was Spanish? Well, this chat's been happening. This, do you, this do you know what I mean? Been. I think he's got thirty odd caps for Spring. Yeah, yeah, and he's won everything with United, mm. and he's still playing now. At, what 35, 36? Yeah, yeah. Which, so it was spread out. That's, that's ridiculous. That is a well trodden, really? a well trodden conversation. Mm. And uh, but it's gone. But, but going, going back to Chelsea, um, mm. they, they, um, they, I was impressed with them when they packed them in for against Spurs. They executed that. I mean, it was pretty negative, but they executed that game plan really, really well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that away from home against big teams this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they are up against Leicester. Yeah, the, the the former champions of England, and, and and mentioning Kante and Drinkwater, of course, former Leicester players. Jamie Vardy was asked about his, I suppose, new relationship, if you like, with his former teammates, and Vardy said they're enemies to me. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> you know what you're going to get with Jamie? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he did say on the field, though. I yeah. should caveat yeah. that. Mm. But Vardy was talking in the media about the uh, offer Arsenal made to him in the recent past. And he talked a little bit about that and said he didn't regret it. And Vardy talked about wanting to win as much as possible in his career and, and, and even said that despite turning down Arsenal, he potentially looked at other offers and so on. And, and when pointed out that Arsenal did win the FA Cup, Vardy replied, yeah, but it wasn't the Premier League though, was it? Mm, it's true. Well, even Vardy's having a dig. He didn't win that last season either. No. And to be fair, <laughs> Jim, I don't think you're in a position there. He is right, Jim. They are different trophies. Yeah, no, well, yeah. yeah. All right, fair up. enough. I'll J- take that. JV. <laughs> if you fancy Vardy and Leicester to repeat the heroics of a couple of years ago, they're currently three hundred to one to win the league this season with Bet three six five. A tenner on that will net you three thousand and ten pounds. Should they do the business, <laughs> it's in their hands. Lots of, <laughs> actually, it's not really because they're already some points off, but yeah. they've got a chance. Yeah. But know, it's you, a long way. There's yeah. enough time. Thirty-five games to go. Things when you say three hundred to one, I sort of think nah, it's not the five thousand to one, was it? No, I wait funny. for the odds to go back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny though, isn't it? Even a season on, like, what do we expect from Leicester now? Like. 
Quite. And I, I was thinking that mm. just then with the Vardy thing. So you, you talk about Vardy um, being linked with Arsenal, and that was heavily sort of touted for a long time. Yeah. To me, even already, that sounds mad. Like, there's yeah. no way he's going to get a move at that now. Well, he's 30, isn't he? Quite. He, he said that he's, he's, he'd, might, he'd consider a move abroad, uh, but he was actually talking about China or, or the USA. Um, just, yeah, right. I think he, he, knows, he knows who he is, doesn't he, Jamie Vardy? And he's made that decision. Have you seen the academy started That's as well? That's what I was going to say. It's really, yeah. really, really interesting. There's a few players that have come out of it already. It's basically, it's, the idea is to replicate his own path, it's give players from non league football a chance to sort of get seen by league clubs and, mm. and, and go in there there's, there's a guy called Danny Newton uh, who, who's come out of the academy there's four players that have signed with pro clubs already and it's he's already Danny got, Newton it's Danny Newton <laughs> he's already got three in five games um, uh, for is it Stevenage perhaps after signing okay. from Tamworth he's 26 he played alongside Andre Gray at Hinkley in the conference when he was when he was 17 it's like it's, I think it's great that Vardy's doing this he's brought it, um, he's, He's brought a few more for. He's brought Blair Turgot for as well, who is ex Leighton Orient and dropped out of the league, and has now gone back into the football league. And he came through Vardy's as well. Yeah. So already it's, it's bearing fruit for, for people. Yeah, because you know? Vardy made the point that he always felt, even at non-league, there were players that should have been playing at a higher level, but there just isn't the infrastructure there for, for clubs to get a look at them. I think the phrase is bearing fruit flavored skittles. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what you get. I think in yeah, the yeah. academy. Yeah, of some some, some of those names you could see uh, on an Arsenal bench. in in the coming yeah. season so, um, yeah. so I, I saw a really interesting thing about about this fixture which is uh, Ch- Leicester against Chelsea there's only, only uh, Leicester have only kept a clean sheet against Chelsea once in the Premier League do you want to had a, had a guess at to who the uh, who the goalkeeper was Ooh. Ed De Hoy nope who's the Leicester goalkeeper yeah Kareen. Oh, the Leicester keeper? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't specify, man. Yeah. And if you did, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's like I going for blowing all over again. <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't it? Jim, you've, uh, you've gone ready. Is it Peggy Alfexad? It is Peggy Alfexad. Oh, well done. Can I count that in my That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Come the reason, on, the reason uh, I bring that is because, you know, for those younger listeners that might not know who Peggy, Peggy Alfexad is, he's a professional footballer who had a career that spanned from 1989 to 2005, who made 39 career appearances. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he played for Leicester very often. He moved there from Liverpool. I think he, he played 21 times for Leicester, which is more than, more okay. than any other. And then he went for... to Liverpool on loan, oh. made two appearances, and managed to get six winners' medals for being an unused sub. Amazing. There you go. That's not bad, is it? Absolutely amazing. How many keepers have kept a clean sheet against Chelsea, DG? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want our best bet of Bet365, DG? Please. Burnley to pile more misery on Frank De Boer and Crystal Palace. Yeah. Because last week, I took matters into my own hands, didn't I, chaps? Yes, you did. And I went for over three and a half goals in the England Malta game. Um, It came in, never in any doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Lost the mind of action. I wasn't refreshing my app. <laughs> and you guys didn't give me any credit on Monday. I kind of forgot who done it. I thought, oh, why have we not got a name for this? And then I go. didn't realise it was actually you. So I'm, I'm, still in the, I'm still in the hot seat. So I've gone with Burnley to beat Palace, which is currently five to four with Bet three six five. So our fifty pound will return one hundred and twelve pounds fifty, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of eighteen to gamble uh, and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to gamblerware.co.uk. So that's Burnley to beat Palace. Cheer him on with me. <laughs> and, uh, and see how long I can stay in the hot seat. Showing you that. all how it's done. I was going to say, if people, a little bit of hot seat action for others and so on and so forth, and Luke's gone, hang on a minute. Well, do you know why? Last week yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really happy with any, any of the suggestions, so I thought I'll take matters into my own hands. Mm. And, and my, didn't you? I'll probably stay until May now. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, be, it'd be good for charity, so I hope oh, it happens. And I'm also, another bit of uh, hot news. You know, I went to the glamour tie that was Gillingham South End last yes. uh, couple of weeks ago. I'm going Mansfield Grimsby on Saturday. You are, aren't Good you? time. I used yeah. to go out with a girl from Mansfield. Did you? Any, anything to uh, report? Uh, nice they have, they have a lot of big yeah. England flags. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Is that time and place, is it? What, yeah. her family or the town? <laughs> this is the town. She's seen a lot of flags around. I don't Pete, know why. Did you, did you go to the uh, go to the Mansfield Town Stadium? I didn't know. I went to the Mansfield Town bus station and McDonald's. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> which, uh, the you TV, know how to treat a lady, Which the you? TV <laughs> presenter Richard Bacon used to work at, weirdly. You never went to Field Mill, no? No. You never found yourself at Field Mill. <laughs> Field mail. Yeah. Oh, I'll report back, of course. Um, okay. If Burnley win, there's talk of uh, Mr. De Boer losing his job. I know. And Big Sam's already said again, and to give the Evening Standard yet another shout out. Yeah. Big Sam uh, is friends with the Evening Standard. He used to do a column for them when he was manager mm. at West Ham. He said, um, "It's quite interesting, quite funny." He said, "If if they fire De Boer, I'm not coming back. Right. Because so, uh, he's been linked, and I'm not having it. You have to save yourselves." And he said in the quote, "He said in the quote, I've got this reputation for never being relegated, and the longer I go on, the more chance I'm going to get relegated, and mm. I don't want it to happen, so I'm not doing it." <laughs> <laughs> but if they if they sack Southgate, I'm ready to come back. <laughs> Marcus, it's not happening. Stop driving that train. Imagine if he, he went back to England and they got relegated. We'll have you. At West they went Ham. down a pot. They went DG. down a pot. Yeah. <laughs> They went down a qualifying pot and it was like the equivalent of getting relegated. Yeah. That was what would happen there. <laughs> um, there we are, gentlemen. Any more for any more? I've got nothing more for let's you. Let's get out of here and let's get back into the football this weekend. Thanks for listening to that football ramble preview mm. show sponsored by Bet365, everybody. It's been a blooming pleasure. We'll be back, of course, at the start of next week. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peatles. DG. That's goodbye from me. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.